Good morning on this Saturday morning. Welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, food for thought and for the imagination. We left off yesterday talking in the book of Philippians and in the book of uh, John, uh, chapter 17, about knowing God or knowing Him. Paul's desire after still so many years of having served the Lord, after having written so much of the New Testament, and after having walked in such an awesome power of the Holy Spirit, still said that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings being made conformable unto His death. And then in John seventeen three, And this is life eternal, that they might know Thee. We cannot know God from a book. We have to experience Him in a relationship. We cannot know God from simply having somebody explain Him to us. We have to know Him by a personal relationship. Anything that involves knowing Him is not something that we're going to get to know about Him from an external source. But we must make up our minds and a decision that if we're going to know God, we're going to have to establish that personal relationship with Him on a daily basis. People find it hard to uh, conceive that that would be possible to know Him that way. But yet, when you stop and think about how people develop friendships with other people, uh, how uh, a husband and wife developed their friendship or their relationship before they got married uh, with one another. They didn't go and read about a book about their uh, future spouse or about their future friend. They actually experienced them by spending time together with them, uh, 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 talking, communicating, a dialogue, not a monologue, always uh, saying maybe what's in your heart, but also listening to what is in the heart of the other person, uh, being respectful of certain uh, things in one's life, uh, such as trust and faithfulness and honesty, etc., so that the, the relationship is, 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 is truly a relationship. It's not what we would call uh, 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 something hypocritical. Uh, something that uh, one has a mask on, uh, whereas in actual reality, many times, uh, that is what a lot of people do. They have a mask on and they put on a show in front of others because they do not really want to bear open their own soul or their own life before the other person. But as a relationship grows and develops, then one begins to truly open up one's heart. God opens up His heart to us as we open up our hearts to Him. But we cannot come to Him with a mask on. He sees us for what we are and who we are. He knows our very intentions and motives. He knows everything about us even before we were conceived and, and, and born into this world. But to develop the relationship, we must start through the door, which is Jesus Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He is the door.
He is the way to God. He is the path to all righteousness, to all truth, to eternal life. And we have to begin there. But there may be or there will be hindrances along the way. Paul understood this very clearly. When we come to Christ, we come to him because we recognize that we are sinners. We're in need of forgiveness. We realize and recognize that we were far from God. And that truly not only were we sinners, but that there was no way out for us. And Christ paid that price. And as we accept him into our lives and begin to feed on Christ, feed on his word, feed on that relationship as the Holy Spirit unveils Jesus taking the scales off of our eyes and the blindness which was there before, now we begin to see that which is true. Now, some of the things that may be true are not really truth. We sometimes, because we go by our feelings or by our emotions or even by our personal thinking and thoughts, which have not been purged, which have not been transformed by the word of God, wind up erring. We err and wind up believing that which is not true as though it was true for us. We can see this in the book of Romans where they converted uh, the glory of God into that which is the image of animals and everything that is on earth. And they worshiped the creature more than they did the creator. They actually shifted. Well, how can something like that possibly happen that one can shift from being uh, walking in truth to all of a sudden uh, walking in that which is not really truth? Well, there are many things that affect us, but I'd like to say that one of the main things is not having a renewed mind. A mind that has been uh, been exposed to the Word of God, has been exposed to the working of the Holy Spirit, has realized that it is the battlefield and the battleground of where things are taking place, and it must be changed. Let's look at some of these things that uh, affect us. Now, starting in, the book of John, chapter 8, verse 44, and uh, we probably may not get to finish all of these and may have to review them again on Sunday. But Jesus, when he was uh, rebuking the Pharisees, and they were truly people that wore a mask. They were hypocritical. They, they, they were hypocrites. They were actors on the stage of this world. They were acting one way before the people and one way before their uh, own selves. Uh, they would do things and say things and believe things that were before the people one way and yet would contradict everything by their very actions uh, another way. It says, you are of your father, the devil. Now that had to be hurtful. And the lust of your father will you do. Stop and think about that. The, the devil doesn't have a human fleshy body. 
But yet it says, the lust of your father you will do. There are lusts that come from the devil. Lusts that are done because they are not of us, they are of him. It says, he was a murderer from the beginning and did not abode in the truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So deception and being deceived are going to go hand in hand in the things that we believe are true. Now let's take examples. When one was a child, uh, candy and uh, junk food, we thought, ah, oh, that was the real thing. I mean, we had to have these things. We would cry, uh, cry or even throw tantrums as little children uh, to get our way to be exposed to these things that we wanted. But yet in reality, everyone from a doctor to a specialist to uh, even the probably the manufacturers themselves knew that the sugar or the uh, fat or the contents of these things had absolutely no nutritional value whatsoever. But because they tasted good, then it was assumed and believed it must be good for us. But as one grows up, one realizes as the years pass by, hey, these things cause blood sugar, they cause cholesterol, they cause blood pressure. And one realizes that the things that one, when one was young, thought that they were good, thought that they were true, thought that they were a reality for us. This is something I can't live without. I must have it in my life. All of a sudden winds up realizing that they actually are hurtful. They are damaging, especially if one consumes them on a regular daily basis. Now, you take that and you pass it on to uh, other things. It's like uh, uh, a relationship. Uh, it, it, it could be at work, it could be at home, it could be with the family, the husband, the wife, the children. Take a relationship where things assume to be true because of the way that we look at them, but in reality, they are not true. Uh, the husband may say, well, you know, I work, I support for uh, this family, uh, don't expect anything more from me. This is, uh, you know, I've given, it all, I've given it my all. I want to make sure that you, you know, you have everything you've ever wanted, everything you've ever needed. But yet he never provided any love, any care of time in relationship with him. All he did was provide good, good <clears throat> physical provisions for his family but yet he never provided that which was even more essential for them. And in his mind, he may believe and think that he is doing good, that he is doing right, that this is the real thing. This is what one should do. Uh, and yet be totally off and estrange his family, his children, his wife, or the wife, the husband, etc., uh, simply because they believed a lie. The lie was a reality which was not true. A reality which was basically a fantasy made up in their minds being caused by the father of lies. There is no truth in that thing. There are so many ways to try to explain it, 
But uh, I'll, I'll get back to that on Saturday. Let's look at Ephesians uh, chapter 2, verse uh, uh, 2, wherein in the past, he's talking about before we were Christians, we walked according to the course of this world, the cosmos. We walked according to the prince of the power of the air. And the spirit or the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. We were under the influence. We were intoxicated by the prince of the power of the air and by the things of the course of the, in other words, the age that we live in. We were influenced by the things that are in this world. We're going to see how that plays into it. Among whom we also had our behavior, our conversation, in past times in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Notice, in John we read that you do the lust of your fathers. Now we have the lust of the flesh and the lust of the mind. As we continue to look at it, in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, Love not the cosmos. Do not love this world or any of its systems or anything that it has to offer. Neither the things that are in the world. It's those things that are in the world that we will be pulled by the enemy to lust after. We will want a new this, a new that. We want more of this. We want more of that. And they are the things of this world. They will eventually corrode. They will corrupt. They will essentially be of no benefit. They are like those junk foods that we as children uh, desired or wanted so much. It says, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, notice what is in the cosmos. The lust of the flesh is in the cosmos. And the lust of the eyes is in the cosmos. And the pride of life is in the cosmos. And all of this is not of the Father, but it's of the world. What does that mean that it's of the world? It means that it is used as tactics by the enemy to fulfill like the lust of your father. When we were children of wrath, when we didn't know Christ, we fulfilled these things. We walked in these things. We desired these things. But now the war is on. The flesh lusts us after the spirit and the spirit after the flesh. And the flesh wants to do these things. But also the eyes want to see these things. And the pride of life is nothing more than the pride that caused devil or Satan or Lucifer to fall. His pride brought him down to the ground. And that pride is not of God. And anything that is full of pride has no humility in it. Therefore, God resisteth the proud and the pride of life. And not only does he resist it, but he cannot give grace to it. But he that humbles himself, he will be given grace so that he can be able to continue in his inability to fulfill the things that he wanted to. Now he has the grace of God to be able to make it past that. And then it says in the book of Second Peter, in chapter 1, in verse 4, it says, Whereby are given to us exceedingly great and precious promises, 
that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Once again, this thing called lust winds up being a very important influence against us. But the battle, once again, is going to be staged in the mind. Well, consider this. Every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And whether they come from the world, from the things that we look at with our eyes, or from the devil's direct temptations against our life, uh, we have got to watch out for the lust of the things of this world. For they can bring us down and lead us away from that which is true, true reality, and eternal. Consider this food for thought and for the imagination. Join us tomorrow. Until then, the Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.